0: As they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1504, our Better Call Saul episode 6.12 preview. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris, here with our top 5 notes of interest about the penultimate episode of the series. Number 5. Now we know the shape of the final season, more or less. It was fascinating trying to figure out the pace at the beginning of the season, as events were moving at essentially the same rate as every other season, notwithstanding having to climax the stories with Nacho, Lalo, Howard, and Kim and move ahead to the Breaking Bad timeline for the Walt and Jesse returns, and also wrap up the sequel timeline in Omaha. It took nine of the final 13 episodes to work through the conclusion of the Better Call Saul timeline, but then the tenth one jumped straight to Omaha. This past week made clear that the direction is a lasting one. We are spending the rest of the way in Cinnabon Jean's black-and-white world, with flashbacks to Breaking Bad-era segments used to illustrate the recurring patterns of Saul's life. Anything from Breaking Bad just serves as garnishes at this point to the main story, the culmination of Saul's life story. In real time on Twitter, this decision was regarded with mixed approval at best, but it's a daring one decided on by the show creators. Number 4. Marion's on the internet now. Rut row. Something tells us that she's going to be doing more than looking up cat videos, and since her son spent time in Albuquerque, any kind of googling of that area in this alternate universe would be full of headlines for months, if not years, about the area's most notorious lawyer disappearing under cover of night. Number three. We now understand what a reckless choice that Saul made in pursuing Walter White's business. It turns out that Mike was contemptuous of Walt as a reckless amateur from the very beginning and had enough information to back up his hunches. Saul recklessly strode into that high school anyway and set everything in motion for countless other parties. This reveal was in service of the emphasis of Saul's resumption in Omaha of his lifelong pattern of pursuing scams with the zeal of an addict. Number 2 Saul's relapse into his former life came after two big punches. The reveal from Francesca that the feds found all of his hidden investments, and whatever happened in that phone call to Kim's workplace. The mystery about the latter call is particularly vexing, as we don't know if Kim rejected Saul again or something worse, like a co-worker sadly informing him that she is now dead. One way or another, we are going to learn her fate, but it may not be uplifting. Number 1 Saul is heading for a very unhappy ending on the current trajectory. In the Albuquerque-verse, everyone always gets what they deserve. It was clear that Walt was going to get his in the end, just like Jesse had earned a better way out. The humble, broken shell of Saul that was left before the first Omaha-based episode had perhaps earned a measure of mercy before he went back to stealing from others. Barring a redemptive measure extremely late in the game, which is a curveball not generally used by these writers, the justice that Saul is heading for in the end will be a harsh one, which means that if we see Kim again, she's very unlikely to be riding off into the sunset with our boy. There's more sadness ahead, but it's likely that, as with Breaking Bad, we will find great art in it all. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.